and Barstool calls them the most New Yorker group of New Yorkers in the history of New York. Ray Longo, your team, looking good, representing well at the oh, USC yeah. Brooklyn. Welcome, right. everybody. You're listening to MMA and Beyond. We had Dr. Sherry, who almost knocked out <laughs> the champion last night. I mean, and going, do you brother? consider that representing well what you saw I absolutely on TV? do. Wow. I, I was proud. I was I, I wanted to bring this up that uh so now that I get to see some insight on the gym. Right. And how your team this article I I started with a the headline from a Barstool Sports uh, article that mentions a team. It's an article by Robbie Fox, and in there he uh, in the story he also mentions the team as maybe the most likable camp in all of MMA. Now that I get some insight, yes, they do represent well because they're good dudes. They have integrity. They're funny. They show up to every fight. They fight, and the day before. <laughs> the yeah. day before, these guys are uh, John, uh, uh, Volante's in there, uh, Weidman, Iaquinta. These guys are doing the closing bell at the stock exchange, and as a as a as an adult and as somebody who has watched what you and Matt put into this, uh, that had to feel almost like a proud parent moment to to have those guys, guys at, at, the, the, stock yeah, at the stock exchange. Like these are dudes that you. Known since they were kids, and exactly, and and, and it Who must feel thought, that way. Who would have thought that uh, these you, guys would be ringing the bell at the stock exchange? You saw something in them, and they saw something in yeah. themselves. But but just to know that that the time that these guys put in to the gym when they're not clowning around like this, when they're being serious, they're being serious, mm. and it's it's a tough grind, and it's a thankless job for a lot of coaches well, out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that was a proud moment. But I mean, I'm sure what we missed was Volante giving like the uh, president of the stock exchange a wet willy while <laughs> nobody was the cameras weren't on. <laughs> Trying his hardest not to take off his shirt, yeah. isn't that his his thing? Turning around, Volante's walking around his underwear, <laughs> ringing the bell, getting comfortable. Yeah, stocks are plummeting. <laughs> Look at that hey. picture. We're looking at a picture of uh, a, a freeze shot from uh, last night's UFC Brooklyn. By all accounts, a seemingly successful event, Ray. Yeah, I thought the fight, I tell you, I thought the fights were good. Uh, I wasn't, you know, excited going into it, but I tell you, the fights did. I th I thought the show delivered. You know, a couple of glitches, a lot of stuff to talk about, which is great. Which is great. It seems to have had uh, a gate of one point two three million attendance of twelve thousand um, fights. A couple of good fight of the nights. It says the ESPN Plus service signups over. 568,000 subscribers on Friday and Saturday. Um, and ESPN logs a 1.4 rating for UFC prelims fights, uh, which is the um, the most since uh, 2003. So looking looking pretty good by the numbers we're being given. Uh, it'll be that, interesting I to see what successful. stays. Yeah, 1.4 seems like a great rating. So that's, that's awesome, man. To watch that cowboy fight. Why is he one? Talk about humility, an opportunity that Cowboy's opponent has to learn oh, about. He, you can grow with an opportunity with that beating he took, the way he took it after talking that way. Um, that's why you don't talk that that's way. Why you don't talk that's that the way. exact reason why. You don't, even though he was, he was game. He was game, and uh, you know he was. Uh, you know I think he played right into Cerrone's game. But I, I thought you know we had a decent first round and. 
you know, Cerrone's the experience started to pick him apart. And I thought those knees coming in were a, were a game changer. I thought he, the timing on those were perfect. And no matter how tough you are, some of those body shots just take the life out of you. Do you see those type of things and say, well, I have a, uh, you, you see a technique like that and you say, well, I have a couple of fighters who are built that way and maybe maybe they should work on this technique. It is a good technique. Always, yeah. always, always do that. That's always a, do that. That's an interesting thing. Cause you, yeah. can, so you can you can adapt something that might be working with someone else. Yeah, say, without oh, wow. a doubt. And then, then and I think then they even believe in it more because they see it working and they go, I mean, I could do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely there was a lot of lot of takeaways from that night. But yeah, it's why you got to study film and uh, I, there's no better place. That's the laboratory. So if if it's working in there, you're not just drilling it on the page. You know what I mean? You're seeing it live time against guys at a great level and the only mistake you can make is that you know Cerrone's got you know a lot of fights so the timing it takes to stay in the pocket and throw those knees he makes it look easy so you got to be squared away you got to get the the right flight time in before you try some of that stuff but I man I thought his timing was on the money with those man great stuff Dr. Sherry good environment good energy yeah, Alive, the well. Was, the energy was huge in the place. It was buzzing. There was just all, just a great energy. And having our guys there, you know, the the team, um, I think, just boosted everything. Was it, um, you know, New York notoriously always has some sort of flub, or was there anything like that yesterday? Um, I think, you know, from a doctor's point of view, I think things went relatively smoothly um you know the last fight i think there was some controversy with the the possible early stoppage henry cejudo defeats tj dillashaw via first round tko in 32 seconds a lot of people saying early stoppage ray what's your what's your take uh a couple of things i'm gonna say that look it's a title fight you gotta let that fight go on that's the first thing but you know, if you're safety first type of guy, uh, look, you know, I, you can't argue with the referee you, on this one. But I do think he should have let it go on because it was a title fight. Would it have have been any different? I mean, Cejudo looked like he was not going to yeah. let go. So that that's the thing. But I do think they should have given Dillashaw the opportunity to try to recover because he has been down in other fights and he comes back and blah, blah, blah. But... Uh, Cejudo definitely earned the right to be champion and get that belt. I don't, I don't agree with the way Dillashaw handled it afterwards. I do think he has a right to, you know, voice an opinion, but he's the guy to put himself in that position to have that ref do that. You know, how to, you know, right. he did nothing there. I mean, 30 seconds was all Cejudo, so he can't. Well, if you look he, at him after, yeah, he looks he, like he was in a fight. Yeah, and he can't seconds. be happy with that. Yeah. So he could say what he wants, but for those 25 seconds, he was the guy responsible for what happened to him at the end of the day. But I do think the fight should have been able to go on. But, uh, you know, I think uh, Dillashaw said it himself. He didn't He didn't count on Henry being that aggressive. And I think by saying that, that's exactly what happened. The guy came out guns blazing. I saw after he pushed him down, like it looked like he just manhandled him, which I was surprised at. And then he jumped on it. He seized the opportunity, you know, for whatever it's worth. Uh Henry Cejudo, yeah, he should be happy with that. You know, like he's saying, I, I, you know, you shouldn't be happy. Who, what kind of chance? You know, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? You could be mad about the stoppage. I do agree that that thing should have been, 
you know, it's a title fight. Let it go on. But listen, if they're there to protect the fighters, he would. The ref was well re- within his right to say that was just going to get worse. Doctor Cherry, were you thinking of taking his back at this moment? <laughs> yeah. When 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 Doctor Sherry bumps into him, she thinks for a second of taking his back. Then thought better of it after what look, I had just. When witnessed. he comes down here, right? Look at this. Doctor Sherry comes in for the tackle. Oh, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Sherry almost went for that rear naked choke on the chain. I mean, I, now what was that? Was that just a lack of self awareness, Doc? I mean, what, 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 <laughs> I just didn't want to get hit as he was coming back. She's going in. through. She drops that shoulder just a little <laughs> bit. He's in trouble. He didn't look worried. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. He didn't look worried. Um, so is there, Doctor Sherry? Is there anything to be said about? Even if you take the most professional way of dropping weight, like TJ did, it seems like he was had it under control. It seems like he puts a science to almost everything that he does. Is there an argument to be made that if you're dropping that kind of weight, that maybe you can't take a punch as much as well as you could at quote unquote your regular weight? Well, that's always a concern. So it takes a while for the body to rehydrate. And it does it in stages. So the first part is the vascular system comes back, then the interstitial, and then your brain. Um, and that can take up to 36 to, well, up to 72 hours for the brain to rehydrate appropriately. So even though you gain that weight back, you know, or you can put a lot of weight back, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the water weight is distributed the right way. And it does put you at risk. You may be sluggish. Um, you know, your reaction time may be a little bit off. You're always going to feel better when you rehydrate back up. Um, I don't think he had much body fat on him. I don't think he does to begin with. Um, so even if you do it the right way, your body has a certain plateau that it likes to work at. And, it, you know, you can see that. You can tend to fatigue more quickly and your risk of injury goes up. Yeah, I mean, look, the X factor in here or the thing that was the unknown was what effect is that extra 10 pounds going to yeah. have on him? I, 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 I thought Dillashaw was going to win, but I, my, I qualified it by saying I think he would win at 35, at 25. I just don't know what the uh, what that effect is going to be. And I think it was, look, I got to tell you, he didn't, he didn't get hit. Like, he really wasn't getting... Which is why i Not like Garbrandt. Yeah, no, there's, there's a 100%. And he, that's he, different. he kept going. That's totally different. And that's a this, different guy hitting you. This, he might have been kicked. You know, it didn't look like a big shot. He was all right. Definitely wasn't clean. Uh, you know, look, he got thrown down. He didn't look good in that exchange either. He just got tossed on his ass. So I'm saying it that had a huge that's... factor in it. You know what I mean? And that that's, uh, man, that's tough. It's tough. And and, it, and it, it makes the case for for how diminished you may be. By dropping it. Uh, and let me ask you a question as a behavioral scientist. This is, uh, let me throw it back to you. What's your take on the way Dillashaw handled that post-fight press conference? I think that part of what I was asking Dr. Sherry was kind of because you can see that he's not, he may be serious when he says, I didn't really get hit. He, he, he may be serious when he thinks that it was taken from him as opposed to him losing. He, he, that might have been his experience, which right. is why I think that he's, he's reacting in the way that he is. He's not responding, he's reacting. And so I think that that's what might, what might have happened. I think that he depleted his body right. so much that he, he cannot compete like he can at his, at his uh, regular weight, 10 pounds heavier. And right, that little right. bit, even though cognitively he thinks he has all those techniques, 
and when you're hitting pads and maybe when you're sparring, you seem okay because you're that much better than the people you're working with. Um, but uh, there's anybody watching can see he didn't get hit like he's been hit before. Right. And he was responsive and, as soon as that thing was stopped. He was arguing. He was arguing. You know, he was arguing for sure. So it wasn't like he was out of it. And I think he articulated he got clipped behind the ear, so his equilibrium was a little, a little off. And I think we saw that. Now, whether he was told that, you know, you never know. There's a long time between after the fight and going to that conference. So right. somebody and, could actually have told him that too. And another behavioral right. pattern he does have is that he does not react well to not getting his way. Oh, no. That, 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 that's what I was getting at. So I thought I, it was I a think negative that he, as far he doesn't, as that, when, that did not come across good to When me. you see how his, his splitting with his original team was and how right. that and worked. Now it's to give, and, I, and you start yeah, to see that um, – that that's my point. It seems more and like more when he fights people, and and you see him on the the embedded kind of shows and stuff, he becomes less likable, right? Because his 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 his, his uh his media quick little mini snippets of charm go away, and uh, and you quick. realize and 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 one thing that and I know he called and apologized uh, uh, later, but I listened to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Shout out to them for having a great podcast. They he called they were calling him into TJ for an interview. And I guess the the timing was off or TJ wasn't aware of it or whatever. But TJ was so short with them. Hey it's Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. You're talking to Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. It's right. the UFC's podcast. Matt Sarah's a Hall of Famer. He didn't respond that way. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm heading into practice right now. Like, hey, man, oh, so we only have a couple minutes? No, I have to go now. Like, just rude as hell and goes. Wow, I didn't hear and that. so Jim's like, oh, we understand. And Matt was, hey, you could say, <laughs> hey, listen, I got to go. Sorry, guys. I'll talk to you later. Oh, I messed this up. Or, hey, let's get there. You could handle it differently than you did. Oh, he did say Yeah, that. and he snipped, and I agreed because we uh, know how to – politely excuse yourself from something and not be almost sound annoyed like right, i'm going now and and so matt was wasn't loving that he called in the, the on the on the next show i think it was and he was like hey sorry guys and yeah i didn't i was just going and i was frustrated because i had to go but and they all were it was all fine but for me right when when he doesn't have the things the way he wants them and how he wants them He's not a responsive fella. He's a reactive fella. And, well, I and think it, that's exactly what happened in the fight also. Yeah. I mean, I think that exactly parallels the way that fight went. Well, you just said I wasn't yeah. expecting. Yeah, and he so said you, it. You didn't, you know, you, yeah, you didn't do he, what... He kind of, yeah, he kind of, he's, I don't think he realizes what he's saying. It's the old Jim Carrey from In yeah. Living Color when he's teaching the, the martial arts. He says, hey, come stab me. And the guy stabs him straight forward. Oh, and he stabs you. him. He goes, no, you're supposed to go <laughs> like this. You know, yeah, and, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. what, what... Uh, yeah, what I, I, I thought we saw a guy unravel in front of uh, the press... Uh, it's it's akin to a tantrum and, and, and it kind of took away it kind of added to henry's win not took away from it you know what i mean like we were talking about this earlier in the week where i said you know against garbrandt because garbrandt comes across a, a certain way you didn't see how unlikable tj was in, in, in some situations yeah, that's a good point but Henry with everyone else yeah, yeah you're yeah. just like wow you're just unlikable and even yeah. even telling these other guys well you know i, I don't care what happens to your division 
Like you're you're one of them, man. Like yeah. you're all. I'm not one of them, and I'm cheering for them. I want them and, to and have Henry, all these and things. Henry was quick to say, "Hey, I'll give you a shot, twenty-five, thirty-five, whatever." Yeah. You know, which I think was was really nice. You know, it is nice. It is nice, but it, it's it's interesting to see those personalities again. I never forget you say the truth comes out, and those, and, oh, and, and that's that is the truth, man. That is. That is uh, uh, the truth for sure, but Better great, than truth great, great night of fights. Uh, Greg Hardy, big uh, controversy of him being there to begin with, uh, and again gets disqualified for an illegal knee. Wow, what a shocker! Shocker! It's not what a shocker. Speaking of reactive is. instead of responsive. I mean, that guy was. Uh, they could say whatever the hell they want. He wasn't winning the fight, <laughs> and he was getting. He'd rather get DQ'd exactly. than lose. And he knew exactly what was going on. That's he, not a rookie mistake. That's a purposeful way of getting the hell out of there. He was gassed. He looked confused. I don't even. I do. What are they doing? That co-main well, event. Somebody wrote in about that. Somebody. Somebody wrote in to MMAandBeyond.com, and it was Sean. He subject was not again. He said, "Hey guys, UFC did it again. Featured a fighter who's completely unqualified. Ex NFL player." Just got a great spot on ESPN debut. And how did it go? As well as featuring CM Punk. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no. It was incredibly sloppy and unprofessional. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to say this. As opposed to CM Punk, who happens to be a really nice guy, uh, the guy has power. I'm going to say that. But it's not going to matter at this level. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know... He he was out. He's another guy. He didn't get his way in the first 20 right. seconds, and he didn't know what to do, you know, and he's – the thing was just they got exactly what they deserved on this. I mean, the co-main event, Greg Hardy in the co-main event, we would have been better off with uh, – uh, what's his name? Oliver Hardy. <laughs> Laurelin. No, yeah, Oliver <laughs> Hardy would have been better. But, I mean, I don't get it. I, I mean, I don't even know. It's not, as a – as a guy in the sport and a fan, I don't I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Let the guy groom up the way you're supposed to. Put him on the prelims. I don't know. What what happens if uh, upon this illegal knee his opponent sustains a greater injury? You know, because you know like it's right. it's well, that's at that the... point you you're doing an illegal move and you don't you don't care what what you're doing to your opponent. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not saying this wasn't even in the heat of the battle. <laughs> I'm telling you the guys. This I was, like the other, like, uh, I think Stephen Smith was saying, hey, everybody's going to look at his past, that stuff. Yeah, what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want us to look at? You know, is, uh, yeah, you know, of course we're going to look at his behavior. past. That's why he shouldn't have been there yeah, in the first place. Yeah, what are we doing? This guy does. Exactly. When, when this, this guy's is what he's upset do. or nervous or scared, he does it that yeah, he his, doesn't care is illegal. His girlfriend said she didn't like the food he's or something. He just <laughs> smacked it right in the yeah, head. He's Mr. Fuji, brings yeah. out the white powder and blows yeah. it in the opponent's eyes. It's, we, we've seen this, hey, what buddy. What do you want us to base it on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Whatever, man. They they could do whatever they want. But, but my 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 favorite is they mention NFL player four hundred times. But you're not supposed to base something on his past. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You got to pick and choose. It's a la carte. Gregor Gillespie picks up a big win against Tianzi Medeiros. Second round TKO. Interesting fight. Good fight. Uh, Joseph Benavidez takes a unanimous decision. Another guy that was... Man, I tell you, that was a great fight. Yeah. For, if you were into wrestling to scrambles, gram- holy yeah. crap. 
What are those guys going at? Conditioning that takes. Oh my god, that is. The conditioning that takes is incredible, and once you realize the technique that's going in there and the conditioning that's required for that, absolutely incredible. That was was a great fight by Benavides, man, because that shit could have won either way. Going into the third, I think, and man, he he did. What a great fight! And he was, uh, and and the other guy was game. He really was game. Those wrestling, man, they uh, that's a those exchanges were phenomenal. And I like again the the amount of endurance that takes is crazy. And Paige Van Zant comes back with a big win via submission by armbar. Doctor Sherry, uh, what happened to that to Rachel Ostovich's arm? Do you know? So, um, not exactly sure because I wasn't the doctor in charge of that case. But um, my suspicion is that she might have torn the UCL. I don't think that that she had an actual arm break. Um, but to Paige's credit, you know, she definitely went right up to her afterwards to make sure she was okay. Oh, cool. Um, and, yeah. And in the back, you know, when, when I was examining Paige, I have to say that she she's very, very gracious in, in her win, um, articulate, and in terms of her own mindset, was already analyzing the fight and coming back, thinking about what she could have done differently. In what do you examine round. them for in the back afterwards? We always examine every fighter afterwards to make sure they have uh, no injuries. Make that sure they're that not they're... even aware of because of adrenaline, that kind of stuff? Right, or? right. So not only the adrenaline, we'll, we'll sit them for a good 20, 20 minutes. If it's a hard fight, you know, it's a back and forth. Even if they're not symptomatic, sometimes we'll watch them for a while to make sure that when the adrenaline comes uh, down that you know, they're not noticing they have a hand injury or a leg injury or concussed, something like that. Wow. Yeah, she she seems really focused on uh, her fight career, makes the adjustments. I know Chael uh, talks about her. He, he's uh, there in the same gym, and he says, you know, she's she's here. She's at, at, at this weight, feels good, and, and is showing up more and is really taking uh, this to heart. So, and, uh, and I'll tell you, she hit a little adversity, and she bounced front, back, yeah. which I think was really good. That's some that's some getting your mind right and yeah, adjusting. Exactly. That's, that's a real good sign. That is that is huge because she was being she she was having a tough few minute first few minutes of that of that fight for sure. Uh, we mentioned Donald Cerrone defeats uh, Hernandez second round TKO. It was very methodical. Cerrone's just that's experience right there. Yeah, that was it. That was he. He looked he looked good, man. Those I like I said those knees were. The timing it took and the accuracy was phenomenal. Dennis the Menace gets Man. the unanimous decision, looks great doing it, and then politely excuses himself. Man, so from happy career, for that guy. Man. But what man, that a was good a shocker. Dude. I did not see that coming. But Me neither. What a heartfelt speech that was, man. If I'm telling you, I started crying. Like, uh, he caught I... me so off guard with that, but just heartfelt and sincere and you know uh what a what a great speech and i think it goes to show you what a nice you know nice guy this guy is nice kid he is uh yeah he's a good dude and, and i'll tell you what man just uh you know he might have lost four in a row half of those i don't think he lost i right. have to go back and look at them all but uh you know he mentioned something about he didn't want to go out like that for his kids and a winner man did i think that extra motivation really pushed him because he broke this guy and you know, my only words to Dennis would be, you have, your kids have a million things to be proud of. He's had some great fights. I mean, he's, he holds a win over the current champ, you yeah. know, Max Holloway, man, which is huge, you know. So, 
you know. Uh, he's a hundred percent heart every time he yeah. fights. And last night was incredibly impressive. And this speech, of course, brought a tear. Oh, out of I got to tell you, man, he got me. I, I didn't see it coming, and I thought, uh, man, just heartfelt. You know, really, really great stuff, man. Happy for him. I wish him the best of luck in anything he does. And he and he continues. They they have that gym down there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Sure they, so he continues. He he'll continue on doing great things, no doubt. My mind. I, I don't know why, but I don't feel this will be his last fight. I don't I don't know why I feel it, but uh, power to him, man. That's a hard decision well, to make. There's a lot of know? options for him. You know, it, it, more and more options are are, are growing. As far as uh, options for fighters, I don't know where he would be in his UFC contract or how that works. But um, for now, if, if for the the plan that he had now, if it was to get out while with a win where it was yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah. impressive was and a fight that of, in, a lot of people and, thought you were going to lose. in New York also, right? In New York in front of them. Uh, no, and he broke that guy. Yeah. He had a tough first round, but, man, he just refused to lose, he, man. He's, well, you, if you notice, even those four fights, I agree. Solid two of them, at least, were completely 100% bullshit, yeah. Uh, but, um, and, and uh, you know what? We, we've talked about this, too, is that uh, I do believe that just affected him mentally. They break you. That's why you I say, can. like, you know, we, we take the judging thing and we could laugh about it, but they, they ruined that guy. They fucking ruined him. And I'm I'm going to tell you something. He definitely won at least two of those fights. And that could have changed the whole perspective on what he had in the game. But they... Well, adjust everything. Well, that's... Yeah, that's I, that's and the I'm, problem. I mean, now the guy's 0-4. Well, and I'm sorry. I'm quoting somebody or the essence of what somebody said, and I can't remember who said it. I listen to so many freaking MMA podcasts. I can't remember who said it, but somebody other than me said this, and it was, and that maybe it was Michael Bisping. Actually, he said, uh, "You know, you you have a bad day at the office. You have a bad day. We have a bad day at the office too. But it's it's a little different because at the end of my bad the, uh, day at the office, I got my ass kicked, and I got half of my pay." Right. Right. And so with those losses where Dennis might have put in 100% like he always does, at the end, he doesn't get the decision, which is, you know, heartbreaking. But at the same time, he also doesn't get 50% of the money he was hoping to get. Exactly. That, that'll break you for sure, for, for absolute sure. And, and that's, um, you know, that's a conversation about pay and how that works. Right, right, did right. We, did, did we get any update on uh, PFL if any of those checks bounced or are they all legit? <laughs> What a bare knuckle I, boxing! I, they were having trouble. Yeah, I, I think we were, the PFL ones. They made such a big deal about getting six or seven millionaires in one night. I think we would have heard the news if something bounced. So good that that that's good news. More viable options for fighters. What we want for sure. Yeah, it looks like nothing. Dana White also thought was an. Uh, I have a note here. Dana White also thought was an early stoppage, but again. Maybe they'll get the chance to do it again. Conor McGregor tweets after the the uh, Donald Cerrone fights. Uh, he writes, uh, "A fight like uh, f for a fight like that, Donald, I'll fight you. Congratulations." Conor reaches Boom. out. Anyone but I, Quinta. Yeah. Anyone? Why? But why? So. Dana White says, uh, "Yeah, if those guys want to fight and the fans want to see it, that's that's what I do." Um, Well, maybe that's the thing to do is to take to social media and see if, you know, I'll, I'll go with that. If they, yeah. Who wants what? I mean, I, I think that if that was the case, I think that 
more people would want to see Conor McGregor versus Ally Quinta than against than against uh, Cerrone. I think that I agree with you. I we're a little biased, but I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a fan, as a fan, definitely you want to see that, especially I the I Quinta win is fresh. Is fresh in everyone's mind. Cerrone is also, but it wasn't as big of a pop as the Iaquinta versus Lee. No, and no, and after Cerrone refuses to talk any nonsense at all with uh, with this kid, he was going to fight. So you know it, it won't be as entertaining as a lead up between exactly. McGregor and Iaquinta. Exactly. Are you kidding me? The lead yeah. up is is it's McGregor and Iaquinta and everyone Iaquinta knows. Forget it. That they, that would be the most entertaining lead up uh, in history. Was nobody watching those goofballs on TV? <laughs> that's that's a build up and that, a half. That's a build up. He comes, in, he comes with a package deal. That, that, that's you get a, all of those guys with you. Th- it's like, uh, and I, I Quinta, in response to what Conor McGregor uh, wrote, uh, writes, laugh my ass off. You would take number 14 over number four, you bird ass. <laughs> And bird ass exactly. It must what be that something mean? the kids say, right? <laughs> I don't think it's Krista producer, you were a young guy. Bird ass. <laughs> I think he just made that up. Is that spell check? Anything? Can you help us out with it that? It might be. It might be like duck you. <laughs> you bird ass. Cowboy, meanwhile, breaks his own record for most wins and finishes in UFC history. I mean, that's impressive. That is incredible. This guy fights. Cowboy fights. fights. Yeah, he's he's the fighter's fighter where he. He wants to fight um, uh, at any given at any given point, and Hernandez uh, found that out. We got little MMA fights coming up. We got Jenny Nadell going in February, February at the Capital. Capital. Who else we got on there? We got uh, at the Capital. Yeah, Damian Nelson, Charlie Bomb Campbell, Austin Halleck, Dylan Montello. Oh, good group going in there. We got the Manimal doing Bellator. John the Manimal Babakanish, February 15th, the Mohegan Sun. That's it. Rocking the Casbah, February 16th. <laughs> have you met him yet at the gym? I, I I may have seen him. I don't think I've been introduced no, to him. Trust me, if you met him once, you'd never forget I'll be him. there tomorrow night. I'll try to make sure I introduce you to him. Aljo. He's, he's a behavioral scientist dream. Is he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there I are many so. of those. At oh, the no, gym, no, no, no. This guy's... Promise me, we just remind me. Casbar, if you're listening, make sure you're at the gym tomorrow. We're going to study your brain we're, a little we're bit. We're going to chat a couple minutes. Yeah. And I was ask say, you if a few anybody... questions. It sounds like I'm bullshitting with you, but I'm totally analyzing yeah. it. <laughs> Respond accordingly. <laughs> Al Jermaine's fighting Jimmy Rivera. ESPN debut February 17th at UFC Fight Night. That's a huge fight. That's a huge fight. Big implications, huge fight, ESPN debut, a lot of eyeballs on that fight. This is the time to shine. Aljo's a guy that you can't help but root for. Aljo had a good night tonight. He's really just good stuff. like one of those dudes, and 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 he's he's someone that I've been able to watch for now a couple of years, and you just see him, you see him grow inside and outside of the octagon. I think he's one of these guys, and I've told him this. Uh, so I'm not saying something I haven't told him. He's one of these guys that you could see him doing stuff outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. Outside. Congratulations He's... to Al Joe. He, he somehow remained sober last night amongst those guys, which is a big uh, big plus. 
That is a good sign. That's a good sign. That is a He's good sign. He's got a big fight coming up, and he could have a contact high, but he wasn't drinking. He wasn't drinking. He's just as silly and just as funny. Yeah. These guys do like skits. I saw a skit somewhere. They did a skit. Like it's that I see a skit. Maybe it was on my Instagram, but somehow there's someone yelling at Weidman and Iaquinta and Aljo, and then. Chris Chris Weidman walks over and his wife slaps him in the face. <laughs> like it's a whole skit. Maybe check Chris Weidman's Instagram. Um, but like they're they're performing. McGregor, are you kidding? I mean, these I mean, guys do skits. I tell you, talk about taking advantage of a fight being uh, in New York. Yeah. These guys roll over the place. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. That's Twitter. Check Instagram, Chris, uh, who does production. You're the worst. <laughs> so we got Aljo fighting Jimmy Rivera. We got Edwin Smart, Dennis Bazooka, both that February 2nd Ring of Combat. That's a lot of fights. Coming. I wouldn't mind to be across fights. that cage from Edwin wow. Smart. Big Eddie. Big Eddie. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Also, would not want to be across the cage from him. One of the naturally strongest you men just, I've ever met. You know, like we're we're New York, so we're all huggers when we say hi. So you give him a hug, and you are hugging a piece of granite. Like he's a big dude who's also a piece of granite. It's just crazy. Could you imagine he his job for the next five minutes is to put you unconscious? No. No thanks. I had him move. Uh, I was moving once, and I had him move a treadmill for me. He literally put it on his shoulder. And this was oh, a that big, thing was fucking heavy. It was huge. Uh, there's it, no it was, doubt in my a, mind that that's what he did. It was, a, thing was like heavy. a cardiologist treadmill. It was, yeah. a, you know, like a <laughs> medical grade treadmill. Put it on his shoulder and walked down a spiral staircase with it like it was nothing. I believe it, one hundred percent. No, 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 no. He's definitely super and strong, like with weird objects. I think that's you know not like I'm not even talking like right. lifting weight strong, but I'll put him up against anybody with the odd objects thing. Yeah, he's very, very strong. I had a buddy of mine with a body shop when he put, put it together that he knew him he goes man it used to take four guys to walk this compressor across the street he said eddie bear hugged that thing <laughs> moved it by himself Holy yeah that's yeah, definitely 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 <laughs> not. and then we have at queen's casino nyfe march 2nd lauren's getting back in there that's great to see lauren back in there dom dom cole kelvin sterling pumi uh, Zuka, I'm not sure how to say Zuka's last name. Uh, Christian Alkaya, all in Queens Casino. Is that MMA? Is that uh, that's MMA? Very powerful. And by the looks of those names, that's the Beyond portion. That is the Beyond <laughs> portion. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you, there's good. there's there's a few great names in here that that are, are the future. Uh, I see Pumi. Pumi's one of them. Yeah, I think he's so talented. Pumi's got this lightning fast lightning. power. It's the Walter Payton of MMA. Yeah, right strong, there. good looking kid. Carries himself well. He's got he's got all the dimensions of a, of a future superstar for sure. Um, mentioned closing bell, Weidman, Iquinta, John Vellante, who gets gets he always gets put in with the with the <laughs> Saralongo team. <laughs> But they're they're doing that. Did you watch any of the Manny Pacquiao fight? You know, I didn't. I'd like to see it though, but I did not see the fight. But uh, so this, he fights this dude, who 
averages eight punches thrown around. I can't believe Gabrona's not bad. No, but he 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 just couldn't get the distance right. He was just he was outboxed. And Pacquiao, from what I understand, didn't look his best. Oh, uh, but still, uh, he is forty. He beat him soundly. He beat him soundly. And this guy, if if you if you all out there could see Broner's post fight uh, talk with uh, Jim Gray, yeah. I strongly suggest you check it out. Well, I got to tell you, if there's anybody on this planet that could annoy the fuck out of you during an interview, it's Jim Gray. Oh, it's, how that guy's lasted this long is amazing. To well, me. who's the other guy? Uh, HBO guy was Larry Merchant. Don't you remember Larry Merchant? Take a half hour to ask you a question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ray, yeah, yeah. at what point right. did well, you see? Just, <laughs> just, the thing was his analogies. Well. His analogies were always off the fucking wall. Right. You know, Jim, sometimes to bowl a 300, you have to stick your fingers in the ball. Like right. it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I heard the guy really had a he had like a huge flask. Like I think that guy was hammered oh. every time he was up there. He's good, man. He you know, Jim, those... the uh, Cardinals are gonna march this ball. Down. <laughs> he's not even watching the right sport. Like he's they, 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 he was insane. He was the one that Mayweather wanted to fight during one of the oh, oh, yeah. one of the post fight. He he, he he wanted to fight with Mayweather because yeah. <laughs> he was arguing with them. But he's one of those faces that longtime faces for the yeah. HBO boxing, just like uh, who's the Showtime guy, um, uh, just uh, the Fight Doctor, Freddie Pacheco. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. he was just those faces that you get used to, that you get used to seeing. But I tell you, Jim Gray could get you. That guy could get you. Like even when you do good, he he somehow he finds a way. He finds a he he just he makes a hard right down <laughs> Negative Street and he don't come back. He's 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 tough. That guy's tough. He goes he goes a long way. He's he's the end of uh, he's the end of the um, the at uh, the end of uh, what's that uh, coming to America where he's trying to say that I need a spoon. So he goes through all that whole taste the soup, taste the soup, <laughs> all just to say I need a spoon. Well, it's like who's that man? Pacquiao's That's... brother. <laughs> that guy looks like his double. Yeah, it does look as a stunt double. We can't hear it, you know. Yeah, so. I think I spoke too soon. That was a time no, 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 we should have no. we should have heard it. <laughs> There's no sound. Ray, what do you think about the new UFC belt? Uh, yeah, look, look good. I don't know. But what, what's the what was the point of that? Anything I'm they should just have a new belt. Just, just a different belt. Oh, so that's up. the new belt, not just that's the a, new belt for now. That's I thought it was like a legacy gonna, belt or that's, something. Yeah, everyone's gonna have that belt for now until they. Uh, no, it look great. Great. Until they change it. Scott Coker tweeted out a picture of his belt and said something to the effect of, "Ah, some things you don't need to change." <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so always, uh, always, uh, we talk about boxing. January twenty second. 1973, this week in history, in Kingston, Jamaica, the 24-year-old George Foreman pulls off a stunning upset, defeating reigning champion Joe Frazier in 4 minutes and 35 seconds to win the heavyweight championship of the world. George Foreman was a Remember it like it was yesterday. Do you? Yeah. Oh, he lifted him off the ground with a couple of those punches. The Frazier guys. So what's the environment it. for something like that? Is this a is it like a Friday night, Saturday night, can't wait for the fight kind of thing? Is it is, uh, is boxing huge? 
at no, this boxing's time. boxing's 100% huge. How I saw it, I don't know. Was that a closed circuit fight or was it on TV? That that I that, that I don't remember. But 73, I'm going to say that fight it, was on TV. It's like on channels like yeah, yeah, what a Wide World, world of Sports. sports yeah. yeah, I'm assuming. Uh, Chris, the producer, can you find that out? Yeah. For 73, I'm going to say like 75, they brought in closed circuit TV, unless that was on. That's when they say, started doing I'm gonna it in say like movie I take theaters. That, that might have been, man, did I see that at a, that might have been closed circuit. That's like movie theaters when yeah, they would do yeah, closed yeah. circuit? Sometimes even the Coliseum would have it. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I remember they did the. Um, Roosevelt Field, I saw the Thriller in Manila for sure. At that movie theater. At that movie theater. Wow. Yeah. Well, at that time it was one movie theater, but yeah, because they had uh, two karate guys fight on the undercard, which was huge back then. That was uh, Kareem Allah against oh, wow. uh, Jeff Smith, which was a big, you know, as a wow. martial arts guy, that was huge. Seeing full contact kickboxing for the first time, probably in seventy-five or seventy-six, that was. Wow. Uh, yeah. I remember the Leonard Duran fight was at this movie theater up the street here. I remember well, that. Yeah. I remember that being a big hubbub here. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pay-per-view and theater television. Yeah, so closed circuit. Closed yeah. circuit I guess TV. that's closed yeah, circuit. Closed yeah, circuit. there definitely was no pay-per-view. Like yeah. we understand it. Yeah, yeah, you, you go. Yeah. Pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. So go I did see that in the theaters. theaters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I saw a lot of those. I like what... And it, I tell you, it, made it, it did make it different because it was an event at that point. You're going... To yeah. watch something that you know you can't see anywhere else, but, you ha- but you and, live. To yeah, and live, go to it. Yeah, yeah. So it was, there's it was one big. opportunity to see it. Yeah. It's at that time. I'm gonna at say that like place. even four minutes. I mean, even uh, uh, Larry Holmes Cooney was a huge pay per view in the theaters thing. That was the way they did it. They put it in the theaters. And so I wonder, do you, it, it, was it bigger because it was more interesting, or was it, was it bigger because there were less options? Well, there was definitely less options, so that had to add to it a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think the the fact also that if you missed it, you weren't going to see it. You know, they weren't replaying it. Anymore. Right, right. You know, You're they, not they, opening your phone right and catching now, the highlights. Hey, if I don't make it home last night, I just go to the app and right. I watch the fights. And But, you know, you, you miss it, you're not seeing it again. You know, so I think that added to the excitement and the buildup. Uh, and like, yeah, less options, you know, was something. But, you know, there were fights like used to be like every Saturday on uh, like Wild World of Sports. You'd have to race home. Like if you were out, if you wanted to see it, like, again, there's no DVRs. Right. There's, I don't even know if people can relate to that. Right. Well, you missed that fight. That's in a black. That's gone. You, 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 you've seen it now on YouTube. Right. But, you know, that's why sometimes I go back to old fights on YouTube. I'm like, wow. I remember seeing that fight on TV, but you wouldn't. There was no other way of watching it. I went down the rabbit hole the other day of just looking up old heavyweight fighters, like the the Jack Dempsey's and those type, and just seeing how small they actually were. Yeah, like Rocky Marciano. Wow, one ninety maybe. Yeah, one ninety and an yeah. inch taller than I am. But I got to tell you, Tyson wasn't more than two ten. He was right now, you know. Just. You it. just think like yeah, yeah no, you he just was think a, remember just Tyson's about five ten. He he definitely for for his time he was a, a champion was he was really small. Do you think that Tyson's the key to Tyson was 
was that he was really fundamentally trained from when he was a, 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 so young and the, on the techniques and fundamentals. I, I think, you know, custom out of that system, yeah, the, uh, his, if you want, look, if you watch the guy, I mean, his head movement going, you know, underneath the rope and, you know, with the maze ball and just going over the angles with like, uh, Rooney and, uh, it's pretty, they had that shit. I don't think anybody was doing that at that time, you know? So for, for guys that small, like Floyd Patterson and, and him, that peekaboo style was, was really, really phenomenal. It wasn't for everybody though. And I think that's where a couple of those guys made the mistake, you know, trying to pigeonhole everybody that right. trained into that. But for a guy like Tyson, he had to move like that. And, uh, I mean, if you ever pull up something even on Custom Auto, even as an old man, when he's messing around with uh, with Ali, watch how fast that guy's jab was. I don't even know if he ever fought that guy. Well, he was quick, so he had he had he had a, a game plan in his head, and he had those guys follow. It. But the repetition of Tyson doing over and over and over again is phenomenal. So yeah, he was properly trained for that style, which was unique. And even if you watch him hit the big today, I think Rogan was saying it on the podcast, the guy's still out of control. I mean, he's fast. He's come. Watch his shadow boxing, how compact it is. His arms, those elbows aren't leaving the side for long. I mean, he's just technically very, very sound for that body structure, right. you know. Yeah, that's nothing. Pull up the Ali thing. Put custom auto Ali. Look at Tyson. That's... I mean, this is, you see, look at the, that crazy. training. They would just do that over and over and over again. You know, he wasn't doing flashy combos on. I don't, first of all, back then they really didn't even have focus mitts. Yeah, look at this now. Right, look at the size difference. Yeah, so we're watching a video yeah. of a custom yeah. auto working with Muhammad Ali. Oh wow, yeah. Let me just yeah. Click. That guy that guy's no youngster there. No, I'm so <laughs> I mean look at he's, he's moving pretty good, huh? Now, right? Yeah. That's it. I gotta go back. I gotta go back to the gym. I'm watching yeah. custom model be <laughs> twice as fast as I am. That's it. And this guy, look how loose he was, Ali, with those combos. Yeah, you can that see like, that's way before Tyson. So obviously he had this. He had that thing. system. Yeah. Um, See, it's, a, it's like a system he develops and just, just tries to. I mean, he looks like the wizard from yeah, uh, the does. Wizard of Oz. He, you know? he does when they pull the screen. There was one time where he's throwing a jab to the body. It looked really. Uh, It's a really great interaction, man. What year was that? Do you know? I'll try to find out. This one doesn't say. They say it. So I think Gus was uh, 116 in that at that time. He was moving pretty <laughs> he good. Did, he did, yeah. How, how great would it be to have a, a Bruce Lee around longer for him to be able to inject that Jeet Kune Do philosophy? Because you can't help but wonder how much of that philosophy ha has permeated into MMA um, 
strategies and philosophies and structures because it was really his research still holds water today yeah i could apply it to every well, art. wasn't that his thing was yeah. that it, that you can apply it to every everything? art it was almost I, I think even when i was studying it was almost as if if an art didn't fit into this this criteria it probably was worthless and mm. all of them do they they definitely do there's always faking there's indirect attacks there's drawing a guy in, attack by draws. There's, you know, single direct combinations. So, you know, even in wrestling, you chain one move to another, that's an attack by combination. You know, you let a guy shoot on you just to do something else. Yeah. That's, you know, I don't care what it is. Yeah, Jiu Jitsu. Look at Matt. He gave chains. Parisian his arm so he could escape that position. He right. thought he was going for an arm bar. Matt got out and got on top, you know. So that would be an attack by draw. You know what I mean? You. I Quintus sticks his head out at you. You go to punch him. He's already looking to whack you back. So I could, I could, I could put all of those philosophies to the test with any art, and they hold water today. Which I think that's what makes what he did in the '60s unbelievable. Right, to, and to while, see while everybody was still doing katas and forms and you know prearranged attacks and all of that shit, he was light years ahead of everybody. It it and to to have him not be able to be here and say hey that's let's let's tweak here let's tweak yeah, there yeah, would yeah. be incredible. I mean, right? so that's crazy. The yeah. fact that he did the research he did and the way he he uh, organized it was was really good for that period. I, I always qualify by going that period of time because now everybody takes it for granted. But I could tell you, I was there in like the early seventies. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. And that video was from nineteen seventy. 1970. Wow. Think about it. It's crazy. Yeah, it was good. Chris Weidman, TMZ reports, calls out John Jones. Weidman says, He's been on my radar since I was a champion, and he was a champion at 205. I always imagined going up and taking his belt. Should have reached out to Chris Weidman. <laughs> Should have sent him a little text. Hey, bud, you want to elaborate on this? But didn't. You have any insight on that, right? Man, I don't have any insight, but I think uh, he is thinking of moving up to 205, so that would make sense. So I don't think the guy's had an easy fight in the last five years. So <laughs> yeah, why, not, why, why start now? Yeah. <laughs> why start now? Why start now? And if and and, this, and, and he's the type of guy. With the mindset that uh, a, a huge fight like that get him up and and yeah, you know again he's he's he hasn't had an easy fight but why has he looked good why has he looked good did you put this on here uh, because you want me to re mention the thing I tweeted yeah. on the yeah, oh it was just really a business insight so for the ESPN thing that they were doing. Right. I thought I I tweeted out uh, I think it would have benefited the UFC to have established a promo code for each fighter to pass along to their fight fans to subscribe to as they subscribe to ESPN Plus. That way they can gauge the spending potential of a fighter's fan base. Some fighters may have a big following but few who spend money to see them fight. Other fighters may have a smaller following but a more financially supportive one, etc. And it can go you know vice versa. Uh, a promo code for downloading apps and subscriptions would help promoters get a better gauge for the behavioral spending patterns of their following. This can help them as they plan event matchups, marketing products, etc. Uh, think the UFC would benefit from such insight. Also, keep something to keep in mind for Bellator, One Championship, and and PFL. 
Yeah, just so like, like if, imagine they told the fighters like, hey, use promo code IAQUINTA, use whatever, when you're downloading it. So at least we know who will do what, who will spend $5 to download this for IAQUINTA, who will do it. And when you do have a situation like a a Connor says, oh, well, I want to fight Cowboy or IAQUINTA, we have the stats. So we know that, okay, so Cowboy has you know, X amount of followers, but really nobody's really financially supporting this guy. I'd like to see him and he's on. Iaquinta has this many, but a large percentage will pay to see this guy fight, you know, and that will help yeah. when they're making a, I th- a match. I that. think it's a little different, obviously, but they did. We, we've talked about this and I really, this concept I thought was good. The, the fact of people being able to tip the fight as they like, yeah, just for extra money, I think is an awesome thing, man. And I get the same thing with that is, you know, a guy gets tipped a lot. You're going to know who people really like, you know. Absolutely. Because even if you hate a guy, you know, might not tip him even if he does good. You know what I'm saying? So it's another good gauge. Plus, I think for these guys, they put it on the line. And if the promotion's not going to reward them, let the fans reward them. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know what happened to that thing. I don't know what, what happened to it either. It's a, it's a great idea. It was like a – there was like something called like tipafighter.com or something like that. I do remember that. Years ago. Chris, the producer, can we give you another thing to look into? <laughs> yeah. What have happened today? We looked it up a couple episodes ago, too. There seems to be nothing on it. I, I think they might have just been taken down. Well, and... someone needs to, to, to do that. That would be great because then you also have the occasional uh, excited celebrity who, who might be like, I'm doubling whatever someone mm-hmm. tipped, you know, and, exactly. and something like that. And it could really help out a fighter. I can't stress enough, and I know no one else who comes on here really does this much because they're in it. I mean, not being in it, I can't stress enough how shocked I am at how hardworking these fighters are and that they are not nearly as wealthy as everyone on the outside thinks. They are not nearly. I I can't tell you. I've told you this right before. Like anytime I talk to people, it's like they think that they're all like every other athlete where it's like millions every time they do anything. And it's not. It's it's a small percentage of, of sure. But the, most of the fighters you will talk about and you will see on these fight cards are they're, they're working really, really hard for not nearly as much as you think. And so if you could if, if there were things like being able to tip them, if 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 the one point four million people watching, you know, a small percentage of those threw a few dollars, I mean, it would be it, it would be. Uh, Absolutely incredible, and 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 would it would make a, a difference to fighters, and of course it it would help them, uh, inspire them as well. And and on Twitter, uh, Cody AM nineteen ninety three writes, honestly though, I would pay an extra five dollars a month for Ray Longo commentary. <laughs> this is what I'm talking time. about. And Cody, let me tell you something. If you want, just send me the five dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you once a month. I'll call you up. We can talk whenever you want. It's okay. They but, should uh, have that option of of those type of uh, fight companions. And again, for anybody listening, yeah, they could get creative with that. Anybody you know? listening, how many different avenues do you need to hear that Ray Longo and Matt Sarah should have their own show? How many different places do you need? To, has there been Anakin Florian podcast which you do? Well, we actually do have our own show. It's just. Nobody's watching. <laughs> Nobody's watching. Yeah, Sometimes just there's no small, cameras. Just a small audience. <laughs> but but when you when you've done your YouTube stuff, uh, when you were promoting your yeah. movies, your uh, Anakin Florian podcast, 
whenever you are on Jim and Matt's show, every single time, Joe Rogan the other day, to his 100 billion listeners, everyone's saying the same thing. The The highest viewed video on our, on our channel is a video of them talking about how you and Matt should have your own show. That's how funny. many people need to hear this? It is gold. It is absolute gold. And the best thing is no script necessary. Ever. No script necessary. Just put them in a room, no, put like a banana he, on the table. He, he refuses to <laughs> script anything. No, yeah, it wouldn't matter. Right, so I, you know, we did that promo, promo when he did the movie. show and he was, he almost walked out because they wrote a script for me. I'm definitely not doing it. No, he, he's tough. He's, he definitely wanted nothing. And I remember the day before we did it, he's, we just started laughing. What if we do this? You do that. And then that was it. No lines, nothing. And, you know, we both thought about it. And that was it. We just reacted off it. But they wanted us to, you know, really script it out. I'm going to say the one thing that we did do that they wanted, just one little five, it was horrible. You know, but you, <laughs> right. know, you could actually guess if you look at the, uh, that, that episode, that, that thing where he tells me I'm not going with him on the road. Another thing I got cut right. out of, I remember, I think he told me, he said, no, I'll do it if Longo comes. He said there was dead silence on the other <laughs> end of the phone, whoever he was talking at the UFC, you know. So, <laughs> so that's what I got. I got the, uh, we'll do a skit, though, you telling him he's not going, you know. Well, what'd you get, like 300, 400,000 uh, hits Over 500,000 yeah, hits crazy. on that. No, it's, pull that yeah, up. That, yeah, was that, that was that was that was one of the funniest things I thought I'd do with him. It's we, incredible. We, we thought about it for literally it was the night before, and it was I thought it was freaking hysterical. That when I first was met you, one of the things I asked you was like, "How's that not a show? Like, how is not you guys not a show?" It's yeah, uh, those video blogs were funny. It's it, it's fun. While you search this, I'm going to remind people that when you go shopping at onit.com, please put an MMA and beyond. Oh, I'm sorry. MMA beyond is your promo code to save 10%. Uh, again, onit.com slash MMA beyond or just use promo code MMA beyond. Onit's got everything from fitness, nutrition, to um, blogs, to videos, to they have a center, they have events, speaking events. I know Manimal's big on those uh, speaking events. They have protein shakes, creatine, they have all this stuff. Uh, That's awesome. I think it's a company too you got to be proud to even be a part of. Like, you know, so if, if that's what you're into... You're doing what you love to do, and they're taking it to the next level, even with those training centers. They're putting their names behind yeah. it. They are uh, Rogan incessantly uh, is is proud of how they uh, blind tested and double blind, triple blind. Like they they make sure that their products are something you could take with peace of mind, and uh, and no, we're happy no, to be no terrible. Right. In those products. Not even a, what, what not they even a picograph? Uh, not even a picograph. Yeah. Not <laughs> even a speck of sand in the Mojave Desert. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Okay. And but it, it doesn't can come pulse. And go. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> pulse. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You guys can't hear it. No, uh, we can't hear it, but the but the but the the fans can. Do you have a big part? Do you have any speaking lines in this movie? Oh, is that? Oh, is that the rule? So you don't. You don't have. A, you don't have any any lines in this thing. No. Well, you're gonna plug the movie, right? Dude, hey man, listen. We got the guys fighting. I'm a fucking busy guy. I got a podcast. My show with Dana. I got. I got stuff. Now I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're big time with me. 
big time in you. I promised the director you were gonna plug the movie. Dude, do I give two shits about your director? All right, you gotta call him. Go, call the director. Oh! Oh! Give me a takedown! Frederico. Man, you're gonna have to talk to me. He doesn't want to do it. Okay, cool. Thanks. Where the takedown in! The move! I think, you know, it's funny, they've been, I guess, because they got the prequel coming out to the Sopranos, they, uh, HBO's been playing in Is MySpace still a thing? I don't realize how long ago that series was. It doesn't seem that long ago. That's hilarious. He was a good, that's really funny. This one was really I missed that ring. Yeah, that was really funny, if you get a chance. We don't have to watch it now, but you should watch it. That ring was cool. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, this one's 15 minutes. Yeah. Nah, why you could watch that? Uh, <laughs> watch at home. Let's yeah. uh, w let me wait. I want to do uh, one more comment before we go. This comes from Nick V, our buddy Nick V. Nicky V. He writes, uh, "Worst uh, cuts in MMA and boxing. Happy holiday weekend in memory of American hero Martin Luther King Jr. Did you see uh, Badu Jack's cut f uh, from an accidental headbutt with Marcus Brown on the Pacquiao Broner?" Undercard. No, I didn't say what I were say other cuts that stand out in your memories that were as bad or worse? He had photos. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, Nikki. Nikki V is very thorough. He even got yeah. photos. You you have that, uh, Chris? Who does production? I do not have that. No. Like you want to just type that in? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm getting right bad cut. I'm, oh, I've man. seen some I've bad seen cuts. I've seen so but many cuts at this point that are been horrific they sometimes fights they, stopped because of them yeah oh, so yeah. it really depends on the location whether or not they're affecting potentially affecting a nerve or not uh whether it goes through the lip whether or not it's arterial or not so yes we Ooh, can the ref went the ref and, went and whether it. or not it's near a tear duct um because even if Ooh. that's not bleeding that's a very hard repair oh look at that mm -hmm. that's a good one yeah don't forget what you're seeing on the surface oh, that, is that, really that, not as pretty, bad as what's underneath. I gotta tell you that that one looks really bad. Yeah. So Nick V, we're wow. looking at the Nick video v, right thanks now. Thanks for uh, the that visual. That thing's like yeah. talking. Yeah. yeah. I could tell you that's one of the man. That thing just that's looks Chris, so that wide. Chris, does that turn your stomach, Chris? Who does production? That's just that's like in I'll it. eat a sandwich. You can on see it. that in it goes into his head. Yeah. So I'll take a nap because on the force thing. goes ah. against the bone and out, it's exploding outwards. So what you're seeing on the surface is not as bad as. And the what's with the bump on top of it, though? That's be, yeah, it's just that's a be at hematoma. Because you had now. a bad day. Did not look like he had an easy time of it. Wow, it's like a crater in his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that was from a headbutt. You don't want to. You might wow. want to get some scotch yeah, tape on that bad boy. <laughs> It's a few sutures. Well, uh, Just a few. Yeah, like, rub yeah, rub a little Purell on that yeah, bad boy. Wanna, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would get hurt. that checked out. Chris Reduce is coming after. alive. There he is. We got one minute to go. But he's, he woke Chris up. looks like he might faint. There he is. Yeah, yeah, you you might need my help tonight. You're turning your nah. stomach, buddy. Nah, you don't want to get that. So, any that stand out, I mean, that's that's 
That's horrible. Oh, look at him click off. I'm trying to horrible. find the video. Um, uh, who was the guy who had that big like bump that on? Big bump oh, was different. Uh, but... That's uh, Rockman. Yeah, oh, was it Rockman? Yeah, Rockman yeah, that was had big. that huge bump on his head. Yeah, <laughs> and it looked awful. I mean, you yeah, know, and it was looked... bothering him. Obviously, yeah. he was trying to paw it during the fight. Yeah, but who was it, the guy not who, who went who who went paralyzed uh, from a headbutt? Who, who was invisible? Oh, wow. um, uh, Nigel Ben uh, versus Michael oh, McCallum. That was, oh, oh wow. that was a crazy, crazy. Thing. It must have been Ben yeah. that went paralyzed. No, um, Nigel Ben, Mike, uh, Michael McCallum, McCallum who who he at the a, he was a good fighter. at the time was uh, was killing it with like Roy Jones Jr. That was them. All right, we're keeping it moving a couple minutes. <laughs> That's it. Can't Man, promise you will be here when you come back. All right. Yeah. All right. Ray disappears. It, uh, it was Gerald McClellan. Gerald McClellan. And I'm going to go with it was 95, 6? Somewhere in there. 95, 1995. I remember it because I was stationed at Minot Air Force Base in North Dakota when I saw the fight. So I knew it was somewhere in there. Yeah. Somewhere in the freezing cold. Doctor Sherry, they show imagine. you. Oh, sorry. You you go into the military and they show you all these beautiful things, right? So they say, "Here's a picture of." Here's a picture of uh, Aviano Air Base in Italy, and here's these bases in California and Florida, white sand beaches, and the bases right here, man. You go here, and we have bases. There's Guam. There's, I mean, beautiful places. So I put. They give you a list, and they say we call it your dream sheet. Fill out your dream sheet. Tell us the top five places you want to go. That way, when you're finished with basic training in your technical school, which for me was base, it was a, a military police academy. When you're done there, we'll look at your top five requests. This is amazing. Of course, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> My not. This is Chris showing you a picture of. That's like summer in North Dakota. Uh, it was so cold. Uh, it was so cold, but um, where was North Dakota on your list? Nowhere. I didn't know it existed. <laughs> and this base, Minot, and I can say this now because it is it is not true about the base anymore. But um, it was about thirty minutes from the Canadian border, and it was in the perfect spot where you would put the world's largest nuclear arsenal. So it was just, you know, visibility, 13-mile visibility, uh, 360, and b every dangerous B-52 there is, and, uh, and then a heavy nuke base. And you put where do you put it? You put it where it can't be attacked and sustained, you know? Sure. You, where you can't, you can't be surprised because you see everything coming from every angle, and, and no attack can be sustained because it's absolutely freezing. So... Um, so lucky, good old eighteen-year-old Steve gets put over there, and there's that, and there is that. And to this day, I'm traumatized uh, just from winter, oh, <laughs> just, I, just I from being it. out there. Because you know, as a young military policeman, while they glorify what you're going to do in that space at this situation, you, I was just standing outside in front of an airplane, unbelievable. Just like you're guarding, you're you know, you're the best equipped security guard ever you know what i mean like <laughs> the most heavily armed security guard ever but a security guard nonetheless who's standing outside and i remember them saying like 
these are like silly things that I remember, but those things that Ray was talking like earlier, like it hurts your heart. Like, and this is 10 lifetimes ago to me, but I do remember it being so cold out and, and they'd have like the military wa- uh, working dogs come out and sniff things around, you know, inspection points. And there would be some days that it was so cold that they, they'd say, hey, the dogs aren't coming out today. It's too cold for the dogs. <laughs> but they'd leave and you out there. fucking out yeah. there. And it's like, oh, shit. Um, I bet you can't tolerate cold at all. No, it, and I don't like it at all. It has a complete, I just, instant. I was talking about being stationed in North Dakota um, uh-huh. and just how cold it was and being a, a military cop out there, which is you're just a really supremely armed security guard. Uh, and in front of an airplane, and it's just uh, that it was too cold for the dogs to be out there, so you're just out there. You're just yeah, at that point, you should have started barking. Steve, you're gonna have to stay. <laughs> you, yeah, that's the point yeah, when I became a philosopher. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have done better in school, I'm gonna do better from now on. New leaf, you start praying to all kinds of things, whatever, just get me through this. But, uh, but right. You and Matt having a show, we would love for who anyone listening to that to make that happen. No, it's been please. a couple of pilots. That's good. A couple of sizzle reels, but uh, never got picked up. Yeah, I, don't just, know if, I don't know if the world is ready for us. I think at that. This the, point. I think that. The, why? Why would we do? Why should we do that to anybody? It's really. It's, we need. We don't need the world to be ready. We need a specific market I'll to be you, ready. I'll and tell you who the, should back it though. Anybody who makes anything gluten free, they should back <laughs> oh, the show. Because hey, I got to tell you, it's all he talks about. <laughs> gluten free and still. Now he's, now he's on to cauliflower pizza. <laughs> the guy's whole menu. At yeah, this the point. cauliflower crusts uh, are in. Oh the, my god! The gluten free crusts are in. Is that is that Ray Longo on the on this. the screen there? Look at this. Yeah, Next to the count. The count Michael Bisping. Is this after or pre? Pre. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Those are like those moments have to be pretty surreal to you, huh? I do you so, take yeah. do you take a second to think about like I'm on Fox? You know, a lot of times you don't have a second to think yeah. about. I, I'm thinking I'm doing it now as we're looking at it, but. Uh, as you're doing, it's just part of whatever the hell you're doing. So I never really... Like you were watching these things when we're talking about sports and I'm talking about HBO. We're talking Larry Merchant. It's not like we're watching those things, talking about them. And somewhere there's people who are talking about <laughs> you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Alon goes on there. And like, I'm going to tell you I don't think about yeah. it. You know? What I get a kick out of sometimes is uh, what happened to my daughter. Like I guess for the Iaquinta fight, like they don't really follow it. But I guess she was in a bar in Jersey, and her friend goes, I think that's your old man on the TV. <laughs> like, they have no clue as to <laughs> right. what's going on. And, you, know. you should do a um, – how do you not have a – because I had a request, and I'll talk to you after after the show. Uh, and, and it's just a request for, uh, hey, could you get Ray Longo to say something for me on video? Um, how do you not have a cameo? Are you not on cameo? Oh, well, Cameo is a, I don't even know what it is. So Cameo is this app that I'm on that um, I get as many requests for my Cameos as Chris does for the uh, pom-pom hat. Um, but cap- I like the idea, though. I think Matt's on there. I don't know if that's what he's on, but it's something I, He might similar. be on there. Yeah. It, it's for people who you pay, let's say you set yours at $40, $50. Right. So someone wherever can say, hey, 
uh, I pay $40. Ray, can you say hi to my kids? Can you say whatever? And then say, hey, it's really long ago. Have it, whatever. Yeah. Sold. Something like that. Sold, right? And you I'm pick in, up yeah. you pick up here and there. You should be on there. I'll yeah. see if uh, I'll see if I can request you from the people that requested yeah. me. But um, there's a lot of superstars on there. And what made me think of it is I had, I had a, a family member who, who requested, we're talking about you being the world famous Ray Longo, uh, requested something, but you should be on this. Yeah, no, I, I like the concert. Aljo's on it. I am. Aljo's on there. On there. Yeah, get me on there. Ten dollars extra. What's for wait? Barking. What's Aljo's cost? Uh, thirty-five. Thirty-five. So how great is that? So someone anywhere in the world for thirty-five dollars can get Aljamain Sterling to say something. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. That's awesome. People have access to something like that, and you have um, uh. Yeah, I saw Stormy Daniels is on there. Yeah, you got fake Chuck Liddell, too. You know what's funny, speaking of that? I think Bruce Buffett does that because we were at a wedding, right? The Sue Sanaday got married, and she had Bruce Buffett do the introduction yeah. of her yeah. and her husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah on, on Bruce Buffett's website, you can uh, you can pay he, to get him to do, like, your podcast intro. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we should, I'll send you a link oh, from awesome, the yeah. people who sent me a link. Um, that's pretty cool. He has an it's time, uh, jacket, but I think that would be great. Dr. Sherry, what you got coming up? Anything good? A uh, bunch of speaking engagements coming up. Yep. Nice. Yep. Nerdapalooza. Yep, exactly. I love it. That's what I'm doing too. Shout out to, where am I going next? St. Pete. St. Pete, warm weather. Woo, woo. Nice. Women, over a hundred plus women entrepreneurs and go in there and. Do a little business 101 nerd stuff, and then come back, go to Henzo's, get strangled for a couple hours, and, and continue on. Ray Longo, you sticking to it? Sticking Feeling to good, it. looking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, too much. I saw that we saw the list of, of law fighters who, who are, who are uh, competing in the next couple of months. You got a lot. Crazy, yeah. You got a lot going people. on, buddy. You got a lot going on. Folks, don't forget to give us a five star rating. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to give us a five star rating on iTunes and uh and let people know about our podcast. Uh and if you use on it, use on it.com slash MMA Beyond. Promo code is MMA Beyond for a ten percent discount. You continue on with your vitamins, your minerals, and all the stuff you're doing for your resolutions. This is MMA Beyond. Catch you next time. 